You're listening to Opposing Ourselves, a podcast by Sean P. Keenan, found at gettingtogod.com. Visit gettingtogod.com for more podcasts, articles, videos, and collections of information about the search of the soul. This podcast is part of a series called Stages of Faith, in which I talk about all of the stages I personally went through and the general order I went through them. You can get the entire series free at gettingtogod.com forward slash stages. Transportation mishaps, sleep loss, failing relationships, bills. Someone has to be to blame, right? I mean, come on. You pound a fist or two. Nothing. You rattle a few cages. Nothing. Have a few talks. Make a few calls. Write a few letters. Nothing. Sometimes the world breaks down for you. You look around for the lifelines that were promised, and nothing shows itself. And then there's God, right? If you just hunker down, pray, hang up a cross or two or five, and call out to God, and nothing. And along comes this kind of moment when rebellion creeps in, or rather, body slams its way in, kind of like a kid doing a messed up belly flop in a pool. But there it is. The idea that God will fix everything. I think as humans, at least at some point in our lives, we look for a savior. And we even cycle through different saviors. When we're kids, it might be a parent, an older sibling, another family member, or some sort of adult. As we grow up, we sometimes hope it will be our government or law enforcement. If we become disabled, we think it's going to be some program where they force the money out of our paychecks and then send us a note each year about how much we'll have if we ever need it. And yet there are many times when none of those things work. And then there's the big guy. It's okay. God sent me an email and said I could call him that. You don't believe me, right? That was a bad joke. Never mind. But for real, what about God? Aren't I supposed to lean on him for anything? Shouldn't I be able to pray, and and as long as something is hurting me, I should be able to just practice my Christianity and it gets better, right? So if I do this, if I read the Bible, pray, and throw a few sheep off a cliff, no, that last one was a joke. Just gently push them in front of a bobcat. Okay, don't take that seriously. Only pet the sheep. But seriously, if... If I practice my lessons on Christianity, isn't all the bad stuff supposed to just disappear? Well, no. Life and God don't work like that. And until I understood that, until I read up enough, prayed enough, and listened enough, I didn't know that it doesn't work like that. And so I'd have those moments where I'd say, ah, forget it. I'm not going to finish that sentence. I'd throw my hands up, be like, What's the point of working hard on my Christianity if the bad stuff is going to happen anyway? And I'd rebel. Put the Bible down. Pick up a video game. Stop the prayer. Pick up a bottle every once in a while. Eat until my stomach hurt. Yell until my throat hurt. Did any of that ever work? Well, no, of course not. I never felt better until I worked with the logic, the information that it took a while to dig up. This is where I sometimes go through this fog, where I get confused about why bad things happen. I forget or just downright deny what I'm supposed to be doing. And then, of course, I'd have consequences for not following them 
then not know where the consequences came from, then revert back to this misconception that God can or will fix everything for us if we just pray and worship. By the way, I have a podcast on that, one of my favorites called Everyday Consequences. Go to gettingtogod.com and either look under the podcast section or you can search in the little box at the bottom or click the search link at the top and look for Everyday Consequences. But those commandments, or, or rather instructions, they don't just come from reading the Bible. God speaks to us in many ways, like through people giving us messages we need, or through the Bible, or by directly giving us information on a one-on-one basis. We often refer to that kind of moment as something told me, or a little voice inside me spoke up, even if we don't know that's God or the Holy Ghost. A lot of times, we take all of those sources and and stir them down into what we call our gut feeling, and we still often don't listen. And it almost never fails that when we ignore what we're told, bad things happen. A lot of Christians bring the practice of listening to a conscious level, because we all have that ability, even when it's squelched by time and false wisdom, worldly wisdom. But it's there, God's voice. Now here's where my own struggle comes in sometimes, when I often oppose myself. Let's say I'm tired, worn out, upset or something, and somehow I know that spiritually there's something I'm supposed to be doing at that exact moment. Sometimes something bad is about to happen or is happening, and that little voice tells me I should pray or read the Bible. And because of my exhaustion not rebellion, but exhaustion, I refuse that information. After that refusal, the situation always gets worse. And then as it gets worse, I start to get upset or angry. Maybe someone somewhere is doing something bothersome, or I'm losing a bunch of sleep or something. I'll sometimes come out of that clinging to the emotion of what happened, not the logic of cause and effect. In other words, I'll pay attention to how I feel about the bad situation, throw something like a fit, rebel more because God didn't fix it, and while I'm ignoring the idea that everything could have been made right if I just would have listened. And I think this is a common trap for a lot of people. It's a moment that can damage faith. Because as the children we are, we often don't see when we're being handed an opportunity to build self-discipline. We sometimes miss the idea that God is giving us a way to defend and repair our lives. And like I do with my own child, I usually refuse to do something for her if I know she can handle it and benefit from building the tools and the confidence to do it herself. So in this stage of faith, the threat really comes from our own fog, that we don't always clearly see our own abilities and how God is trying to teach us to use them to help ourselves. I've gone through this one a lot because I grew up around an entire community of people who think revenge is the best way to solve social problems. And to much of the world right now, the game is whoever can hurt the other person the most wins. So sometimes I do the wrong thing and go against the the teachings of Jesus. And of course, everything gets worse. But now when I do more godly things like pray through it, read the Bible, focus on God or Christ or focus on how many blessings we have. 
it gets at least somewhat better. Usually my lack of listening skills is short-lived, sometimes just minutes or hours, but more recently, just before writing this podcast, I had a moment when I tested this to a bit of an extreme. As of the time I recorded this, we lived in a we live in a hotel or lived in a hotel depending on how you look at the grammar and whether or not just just please don't tell my first grade English teacher when I pretend I'm in grade school sometimes she smacks me with a ruler sorry having a bit of fun with the comments on my media that say I'm crazy never mind anyway living in a hotel our lives fit into about 300 square feet It should be needless to say, that causes tension. We recently had an opportunity to gain more space, for free, for about a week. Having already been under excessive stress, I spent a lot of time in that space. That was both good and bad. Because while it gave me some room to stretch out and feel almost like we had a decent-sized home again, it also gave me privacy and convenience to dig out some of my old habits and addictions. And it was a fight. During that time, the temptations were almost overwhelming. All I had to do to get a hold of relief from constant physical and even emotional pain was walk down the street to the liquor store. All I had to do to bring back another old addiction was type a few search terms into a web browser. And those two were the worst temptations. And they clawed at me day and night for the week or so I had that space to use. And I just kept hearing the voice of temptation. It's right there. And along with that came constant reasons to give in and constant justifications. It was really intense. It put me in a bad mood sometimes. It made me want to hide from everyone. It made me want to scream. And I'm happy to say I overcame the worst temptations. I didn't give in. But there were a few more habits that I didn't beat. And while they were more mild, like watching too much TV and eating things I shouldn't have, they were still old addictions I'd beaten a long time ago. And even the more mild ones cause problems. Any addiction, any habit that has more control over us than we have over it, is a problem. It lets the wrong information and the wrong influence in. It opens doors to the wrong side. I let them in. I watched more TV than I'd seen in a long time. I ate a lot of foods that I know are bad for me. And the consequences clearly came and my faith was seriously tested. I lost a lot of sleep. And true to past undeniable data, as with every time my habits and addictions have overcome me, my kid woke much more through the night with nightmares. I got along less with my wife and, of course... In the moments when I'd back off those habits, everything would get better. But this time my faith was... My my faith... Not my face! My faith was different. When in the past, I would have not realized what was causing the sleep loss and the nightmares. This time, I knew it was my choices. When I would have been angry at God for not stopping it, this time I wasn't. And when I pulled out of it, as usual, the teachings of God and His Son were there to support me. And this time, instead of the cycle of temptation weakening my faith, it strengthened it. There are three main points to this story. One is we're human and the pull of temptation is understandable. We constantly battle with what the world surrounds us with. 
God understands this and Christ went through it himself. Two, if you have or ever will feel like this, you're not alone and weakness doesn't make you worthless. Three, there's another big point to make here. Throughout the Bible, we're told by God and Christ in different ways. We're here to help you, but that doesn't mean you should go running off a cliff and expect to be caught. Seriously, don't. Because God doesn't sit under cliffs and never mind. But we have the ability to oppose ourselves and break our own faith, to cause our own damage and then be blinded by our own consequences. And then we don't see the love that supports us. And this was a stage of faith for me, a big one. Getting through it was a serious milestone because I'm finally able to understand that just as I can't fix everything my child does for her, God can't fix everything I do. That doesn't just strengthen my faith by letting me know he's there every time I pull out of a bad choice. It also strengthens my faith by showing me I have my own power to defend against darkness. I actually have a lot of power to shape my own life through the choices I make. You've been listening to Opposing Ourselves, a podcast by Sean P. Keenan found at gettingtogod.com. The next chapter in this series is called Working with the System. Visit gettingtogod.com for more podcasts, articles, videos, and collections of information on the search of the soul.